you have arrived at your destination. Hey, Steven. Hey, Brandon. Uh, who's the best Joker? Oh, that is a good question. <laughs> you can't deny Mark Hamill. It's true. You can't deny it. You can't deny it. But you can because that answer is incorrect. The correct answer is, in fact, Cesar Romero. Mm. <laughs> and it's completely a different question. But no, today we're talking about The Killing Joke. Batman, The Killing Joke, here on Animation Destination. Everybody and welcome to the Animation Destination Podcast, an animation celebration podcast. I am your host, resident cartoon junkie Brandon Jones, and I am here with Stephen Barnes. Hello. And this is part two of uh, our little pseudo sort of uh, uh, two-parter killing joke podcast. That's right. uh, this week, uh, your alls went up uh, yesterday, uh, or it will be yesterday by the time this comes out. Right. Uh, killing Joke, the graphic novel version. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check out Bagged and Bearded. If you want to learn about the the graphic novel version of uh, of the Killing Joke, check that out. They talk about that and all that jazz. It's a good time. Yeah, we had yeah. a lot of fun with that one. Yep, yep. It's a classic, classic story, obviously. And the world was a buzz uh, when the Killing Joke was announced uh, for animated release because they've been doing that every bit. Probably the biggest buzz was maybe Dark Knight Returns. Before this, yeah. Dark Knight Returns was kind of a big but one. Before this, yeah, before this, yeah, that, that was kind of a big one. But then when it was announced, Killing Joke, the vibe and everything was so big, they were like, "Hey, guess what? Theater release!" Yeah, oh my god, <laughs> which is nuts. My heart stopped right for like just a minute, huh? <laughs> long enough that I could uh, uh, make it. It was a limited theater release, but uh, I think it it went to a lot of theaters. Um, but it. It um basically I think it was uh yeah it was thirteen hundred theaters over thirteen hundred theaters right. it went to not a not a lot in the grand scheme of things but uh well it kept increasing yeah they were it like they're like it limited did. release it was it was oh like, a couple more exactly oh hundreds more right because it was like it was like six hundred theaters at first and then it was like okay those are getting two times now right they're getting two different show show times and then it turned to three different time show, time slots and more theaters were and like four hundred extra were increased. It was nuts. And then it went to two days. And then it went to two days. Uh, It came out the next day. Oh, it was so nuts. It was doing it was it just kept growing and growing and I was like, This is awesome. This is great. I can't wait for it. But uh, you know. So I went, I got I got six tickets like immediately. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no no problem. (laughs) Luckily they didn't sell out, but I was I was just I was just like Place my bets. Oh, of course. Play I know, safe. I know I can buy. I can get five other people to go with me. So right. I'm just gonna get six tickets and just go. Yes, you so, made me a happy man. Right. Yeah. And I even thought if I can't, maybe I'll give away some on the podcast. But sadly, uh, I think I noticed some fans actually when I was there. Yeah. Uh, I think I did notice some people there. But uh, Justin Urhammer, were you at the 7:30 at? Uh, at Mall St. Matthews. Mall Saint Matthews. Uh, just go ahead and sh- go ahead and shoot me a message. But uh, he's probably our best listener. He contacts all the time on Facebook. But anyway, um, yeah. So we went out and we saw it. 
Uh, we saw it. And we even stayed afterwards for like the music thing at the I end. I can't believe anyone even left. I, yeah, you know, I, I understand because like they just don't want to. Whatever they, they. It's like when people walk out before the end of the credits on Marvel movies. Right, like, yeah, you it's know like, it's, it's like, gonna be you, good. You know something's happening. It's like, I don't watch. Just, just watch. You know what the drill is. They've been doing it forever. It's been since Iron Man. It's right. 2008. Yes. Like, it's been almost 10 years it now. It's not a secret anymore. <laughs> yeah, we know what happens. Um, then, But what's irritating is like movies that don't do it now. Like I still right. wait and it's like, oh well. Oh yeah, <laughs> if it's not a Marvel movie, I'm always Googling like, uh, is there a <laughs> thing? Yeah. No, okay, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing the expanded universe thing and you know, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, we went and saw it and it was awesome. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. But first... We want to get to our regular roundabout stuff we do here. And that is the animation recommendation. And me and Steven just watched it. Um, I watched this a little while ago. So I, sweet. Yeah. I posted this on my Facebook a little bit while, a little, little while ago. And it's about The Killing Joke. Um, they did... Uh, some fan basically did a fan-made trailer recut of the trailer. Mm-hmm. It's the exact same cut. All the same scenes. Everything. Right. You can play them side by side. Yeah. You can play them side by side. But he repainted it and reanimated it in the style of the comic with with the much more vibrant right. like primary coloring and everything and uh, I kind of wish they went with that look. <laughs> it looks so good, man. It, it was so stylized. It was surprising. Yeah. It was surprising because the, the book has its definite, you know, uh, Brian Boland's you know, style is unique mm-hmm. and, uh, but seeing it animated, right. seeing it move, like, right. the seeing the actual movie in theaters was amazing in the way that their animation style was really good but yeah. seeing someone take that adaptation right. and make it a moving picture, <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I could watch the whole movie that way. Right? Yeah. And I, I feel like, like they could have done that if they just left like just that material there. Right. I understand why they can't and lots of, and I'll get into that when we get into it but it's just, you know, people are always like, well, well they add the thing at the beginning and it wasn't really needed and it is needed on a production value. Yeah. Like, it, you have to, I'll get into it in a bit but it's just, that's something that's needed but i honestly do wish they went with like the kind of like uh, uh, I, I get it they wanted to blend their the animated series style with this course, and, yeah, and yeah. it looks good like yeah, there's no, no, absolutely no nothing wrong with it i actually really like how the joker looks um you know he looks different than any other yeah. time that they've done him um and he's like kind of a good blend of the animated series and the book version because he's just got way too much detail in him on the book mm-hmm. version that you can't you wouldn't be able to animate all no, those wrinkles I can't translate yeah that. But uh, but the way that he did it, I thought it looked great. Just how all the shad like the shadows were more dominant than anything else, and right. like you just see these pops of color here and there. I thought that would be amazing. Like do that. <laughs> it's like it's just been something different. I think yeah. that would have been cool. I understand you don't want to go too outside the box, but uh, but yeah, I loved it. It was cool. Go check it out. Uh, I forgot the guy's name who did it, but just Google Killing Joke graphic novel version and on YouTube, and it's like the first thing. So it's pretty great. I'm pretty sure uh, there is an actual like. Uh, Side by side too, if you just yeah. wanted to watch the yeah. comparison. Exactly, compare the two because yeah, they're they're both right there. It's really cool, and I enjoy it. Uh, go check it out. Next, we're moving on to two news. And there's a lot. <laughs> I wonder why. I know. Good old good old Sanio Comic Con came out last was out last week and uh, lots of news came out. Way more for your show, I think. Uh, yeah, we'll be covering that <laughs> next week. But uh, for me, quite a bit too. Uh, there were some uh, sneak peeks of things. Uh, let's see, Vixen season two. There was a sneak peek of that. Yeah, is about a about a minute and two minute two minutes long. Uh, but it had um, it had uh, the voice act the uh, the actors for Firestorm. They were both there doing their thing. Uh, Grant Gustin reprised his role, of course, right. as uh, he typically does. 
Um, I love everything the CWs do. Oh yeah, the way they play that. Oh yeah, but like I, I'm really glad that they got the same voice actress for season one, mm-hmm. which makes sense that they would right. keep her for season two. Exactly. But yeah. they they use that actress in the actual Arrow show. Well, right. Yeah. That and was then cool. for Legends of Tomorrow <laughs> season two, they're using a different actress yeah. for Vixen. So I was wondering. Yeah. You know, that that was a bit weird that they're that they're getting a different actress for it, but. I guess maybe contractual things, whatever. Well, it's it's it's, always... it's because we're gonna see a vixen from yeah. the past. Oh, okay. So, so just someone like that. that has the animal. Oh, that before. that that's right. I remember that. Yeah, you're right. So someone else that has it. That makes right. sense. That makes yeah. Because before okay. I was like, why are you? She's perfect. Right. <laughs> why are you changing this? But no, it's it's a different no, that, vixen altogether. So. That makes sense. Yeah, because then it would just be the lineage passed down. Right. So, yeah. Cool. That's pretty cool. I like that. Um, that's that. And then you can have that character like show up on that show and like you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So that, that's kind of one. That's kind of what I want Legends of Tomorrow to be. Is just like the thing that grabs new ca- like exiles, but yeah. for DC DC universe. Drop like, you off here and pick you up. Right, here. exactly. It's like Con- like Connor. Like uh, he should uh, from the the Arrow episode, where, oh, like right. the, the bad future, and he had like Connor Hawk there. Connor Hawk should have joined the show. Yeah, <laughs> he should join. That <laughs> would be cool. That'd have been awesome. Then you have an Arrow there, and it's like okay, cool. Yeah, got an Archer on the team. Awesome. Like that'd have been awesome. But uh, maybe he'll show up later. Maybe they'll do that. Um, uh, the other thing that showed up was uh, Justice League Action. Yeah, Finally got a trailer for that. That looks so good. It looks cool, man. It's like a, kind of a mix of like Brave and the Bold and JLU. Is the Brave and the Bold mm-hmm. like uh, taste yeah. right. to it that it was. really like intrigued me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's, it's got that sort of Silver age type of feel. Right. Uh, it's kind of a JLU design, but it's just like, it looks more fun. It just looks more like, well, we're going to have fun with this and like, you know, it's it's eleven minute it's it's eleven minute episodes. Yeah. So you know, because that's the that's the fuck that's the that's the marker for Cartoon Network. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they don't do half hour shows anymore. Well, like um, just watching the trailer, I was surprised by how many like characters we see. Right. Which if they follow like the Brave and the Bold thing, that's not that surprising really because right. there's all kinds of guest characters. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, man. Just seeing some of these other mm-hmm. other characters that we haven't seen. You know, you're always going to see Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, right. etc. But like Plastic Man, and, yeah. You know, some of the other ones that you don't mm-hmm. normally see exactly. during that trailer, you're just like, Ooh! yeah, I know, right? And you got Kevin Conroy back of as uh, the Batman. You got Mark Hamill back as the Joker. That's good. Uh, but some other good voice acting uh, going in on it. I think Kevin Conroy is also playing uh, Plastic Man. Oh, is he really? So that's interesting. That's awesome. That's way outside the league of anything I've seen him do before. Right. So I'd love to hear that. Because typically it's Tom Kenny that does Plastic Man. Mm-hmm. He, he typically always did him. Um, but they're switching it up. Booster Gold is going to be played by Diedrich Bader. So, oh, I can totally <laughs> I see that. Totally that's see so that. awesome. I can totally see that. Um, but uh, that, that'll be great. And uh, my favorite casting is uh, Lex Luthor. James Woods is going to play That's Lex Luthor. right. That's going to be so that good. That's going to be good. I forgot about that. We didn't hear him on the trailer. I was kind of disappointed. I was like, oh, James Woods is going to be such a good Luthor. Can't wait for it. But, yeah, you got Zatanna in there. You saw the demon, I think, was there. A lot of the, a lot of the villains. A lot of villains we've never seen before. I think I saw Omak like, in yeah. there. I was like, jeez, a lot of people. So... We'll see what happens. Should be a good time. Uh, can't wait for it. And I'm super stoked about that one. Uh, let's see. Uh, yes, Marvel announced that uh, Rocket and Groot 
uh, are going to be getting some animated shorts. Twelve animated Rock and Groot shorts. Is that just shorts? Uh, yes, uh, but the desi- it's designed by Scotty Young, so so it's going to be the, different. Wait a minute, right? That's awesome. <laughs> so the 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 show itself is designed by Scotty Young, or it's based on his? Uh, it's be- it, it says uh, the fe- uh, featuring designs by Scotty Young, a full length animated movie. T- oh wait, okay. There's a full length animated movie titled Hulk. Uh, where monsters dwell. That's another thing that they're cut. They're okay. doing, uh, which will pair with a Doctor Strange Secret Wars themed season of Avenger of Avengers. So, oh yeah, I, so, I did yeah. hear that they were doing a Secret Wars for the Avengers. Series. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Scotty Young, along uh, mm-hmm. a couple, month or so ago, he teased that he had other new exciting things coming out for Marvel, not comics. Right. So that, so I kind of had a feeling mm-hmm. it was going to be something along these lines, but yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. His, his art's stupendous. Yeah, so. so 12 animated shorts, and I think there's a screenshot of it. It looks pretty cool. Yes. It looks kind of computer-generated. looks kind of cel-shaded. Right. But it's definitely Scotty Young art. Um, so that's, there's, there's actually a trailer for it right here. Um, I'm just going to play that and mute it real quick just so we can look at it. Uh, oh, wow, it already looks fantastic, actually. Yeah, we're all two um, seconds in. We're only two seconds in, and it looks absolutely beautiful. It's only 28 seconds, but there's Rocket there. Yeah, it's real cell-shaded. Oh, oh, my God. This looks so good. I'm just watching him move. Oh, this looks so okay, good. Okay, so everybody want to get online and watch this with us? Because this is right. Dope. Go watch this. I'll put it in the description below. Go check this out. It's really good. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. Oh, I can't wait for this. That's so funny. That looks awesome. I don't know how short these are going to be. But, you know, if they're a minute long, they're worth it. There's only 12 of them, so more of that, please. Yeah, that was smooth. <laughs> that like, was... Him, like, his Woo! movements and even Groot at the end rising up. Right? That was smooth animation. Oh, that's beautiful. His computer computer animated, uh, cell shaded, looks beautiful. Very Scotty Young art, so I'm down. I'm watching it. There's some live footage for you right there. <laughs> it's like, go, go watch that with us as we... Uh, as we uh... Marvel over it. Um, next bit, uh, this wasn't at San Diego Comic-Con, uh, but uh, there's a sneak peek of Justice League Dark. Uh, they finally released that. That's coming, I think, in November? Sometime in the fall, maybe? Uh, November. November, two th- yeah, November, I believe. So, uh, yeah, should be good. No, wait, November 2011 was when Justice League Dark debuted um, in the comics. Uh, I don't see any report of when it's going to be. Um, I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah. what I what I am pumped about for that series yeah. is they got Matt Ryan to voice yes, Constantine. Exactly, they got. It's like Matt Ryan won't let that. He will not let that. Yeah, r- like that everyone go. wants him back. He <laughs> wants to come back, but no one in the with right. the ability to make it happen is doing it, with the exception of like animation. Now. Right, and I appreciate CW. Uh, you know, like bringing him in and like. I have a feeling that we might get lucky I, there. I don't I, knock I on wood. You know, I think we will too. We got we got Supergirl revived. Right, like, exactly. It's like we can't get Constantine. Like you know, uh, if if anything, like he could be like a man, just like a character, and he could be on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, just put him. He's on already Legends. been in Arrow once. Yeah. like I guarantee they cameo again. Yeah. You just know. just stick him in Legends. Time travel with magic. I'm okay with Legends. That. Is <laughs> like the 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 uh, hodgepodge show. It's it just is. like you know what we don't know what to do with him. Throw him in Legends. Throw him in Legends. Time traveler, but right. I can join in Legends. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I would not say no. Th- there was a dragging point for me on Legends, but it picked up at the oh, end, yeah. man. And oh, I, yeah. I loved the ending of it, so I want more of that. But yeah, it's just funny because he can't let that role go. It's like more of that. Yeah. Uh, Jason O'Mara's back as uh, Batman. Uh, yeah. He's been kind of like the constant in, in a lot of those. Uh, I like his Batman voice. It's pretty good. 
Uh, there's a really great line in the trailer, though, that I love, mm-hmm. uh, where Black Orchid is, uh, she's different from than she has ever been before. She's kind of like a manifest, there's this DC thing that's like a disappearing house mm-hmm. that, like, reappears when oh, it's needed. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's in this, uh, and she's a manifestation of that house. I so gotcha. okay. she'll, she'll, like, that's how she comes in and helps, which is completely different from her origin originally but she can see into the souls of people and she's reading batman and she's basically like you're nothing but darkness and you have no like right. time to to bask in the light and she's how do you cope and he just turns around and goes i have a butler <laughs> i'm like yeah <laughs> like yeah all right that's a good batman that's line awesome. <laughs> like i have a butler uh but yeah so i'm okay with batman being he's kind of like the because it's before he believes in magic and everything yeah, so right. it's kind of like that the skeptic yeah the skeptic of it um but it's cool uh it's it's take it takes place in the same universe as uh the Justice Justice League War. <coughs> uh, but yeah, like just, you alright? I, I, I know, you put that out there. Um, but yeah, uh, that, that universe has slowly gotten better. I, I loved it in uh, Justice League vs. Titans. Yeah. Um, I like that Batman universe with like uh, the Batman vs. Robin and all that stuff. It's gotten better. It's They've, they've toned it down to like a, a real likable bunch of characters, so I'm, I'm okay. But uh, I can't wait for more Titan stuff, and that's going to be... But it's going to be taking place in that, and it's like the dark side of like, you know, the bad satanic stuff. One problem I have with it, I don't really like Satana's design... I didn't like Zazana's, I didn't like her design in the book either. Right. But whatever, I can get over it. <laughs> she looks like Madame Xanadu. It's just like it's not Zatanna. Like, right. I want. She's got a pretty unique look. Yeah. It's feel like, like they should you know stick yeah. to that as a guideline. I, I just like there's just something about just looking at a magician like being it's just it's much more striking than her having a, an outfit right. than just having like the top hat and the magician outfit. I'm like that's more striking to me. It's like that's interesting. What's her deal? Like yeah. Like, right. So. I don't know. Did you see the uh, uh, other two announcements that they came out with for their next animated projects after Justice League Dark? I think so. Uh, so next, I believe after Dark is Teen Titans, the Judas Judas contract. contract. Yeah, and then 2017, a Batman and Harley Quinn animated movie. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that'll be. I'm hmm. waiting to see more details on that. That's but that's the, the three. The, you know, Justice League Dark, yeah. uh, Teen Titans, and Batman and Harley Quinn. Batman. Harley that's Quinn. the three they announced together. Mm. So, well, the Har- first two, yay! <laughs> yeah. The third one, hoping for the best. We'll see. <laughs> like Harley's hot right now, so they got. I uh, know that's they, the problem. They got to pump her out and everything, uh, but no. I, it's a good team doing it though. So you know, then, yeah. you know maybe we'll get another like kind of. It, it'll probably you know it'll probably be annoying it'll probably just mimic that episode where like where she got popular was when she got you know oh right. you're, you're sane and then and then she teamed up team up right. with batman yeah. it's probably what it's gonna be so it's like oh, i've seen that so, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know hoping for the best we'll yep. find out we'll find out about that but uh on to our last bit of news voltron legendary defender season two uh on netflix which is not big surprise it was a big success. Everybody yes. loved it. It was a critical success. Everybody watched it. So luckily, it's getting a new one. Uh, but I think, because especially since season one left on a cliffhanger, right? So it's like didn't uh, want that. Didn't want that. Um, so we we, we want to see what happens. Uh, we'll see what's going on. People are still speculating Shiro might die, as I did. Yeah. At some point, probably not at the beginning, obviously. But mm-hmm. the only image we have is a downed black lion. Yeah. That's, that's an image that we have. It's just like a the black lion's like down and sleeping and dead or whatever. So yeah. 
we'll see what happens. But uh, but it will premiere sometime. Season two will premiere sometime late 2016. Good. So we are getting that. There's no official date, but it's probably going to be like November, December. Right. We will get a uh, new season. So. Uh, that's awesome. Super I, ne- I never watched Voltron as a kid. I right. Was, I was like a Power Rangers kid. Right, sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, I watched this show with my daughter. She loves it. Like oh, yeah. She's three and she wants to watch Voltron right, right. now. Right, yeah. I'm like, yes, I will watch this show. We'll probably watch this like season three times. Right. Easily. Yeah, it's good. It's so good. It's a good show and I was so happy with it and I, I covered this on our episode of it, which did great numbers by the way and that was another thing it's like this is getting good numbers so like for just my podcast right. on it so there's a following for this um what i enjoy about it is just the fact that like you know like they got it's it's like dreamworks was like hey people like that avatar show right <laughs> brilliant move so, so they literally move. they literally got studio mirror and they literally got three writers of avatar and just said pump out a show for us and that's what they did <laughs> well I love that they didn't make it like a monster per episode right you know that was saying? so cool that they they gave it this bigger story mm-hmm. that uh, expands across all the episodes yeah and I mean honestly like Voltron forms to fight a giant monster maybe two or three times twice it's like twice they fight I, uh, yeah. two that's... separate row beasts as they, they don't call them that and but I'm fine with it they call them that because it's a it's a fun little old name but right. like that's it two of them that's it. And then they fight, like, ships and yeah, stuff like that. Was a, that was a smart move on their part. It was. It was. It just, you dole them out every now and then, because if you just get another monster every time, it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that. <laughs> I've seen this. I know you got you to gotta think of a way to do teamwork against it. I get it. And mm-hmm. then, But the way they did the two, they were very different, and we can get more later on, so... And that that way you don't exp- like you don't like throw out all the ideas yeah. like all at once. So. For sure. So I can't wait for it. It's gonna be a good time. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, yeah. So yeah, season two, super down, and that's it for Tune News. Uh, and that's all we've got uh, for that, except for our topic of the day, which is the Killing Joke. Yeah. Uh, the Killing Joke uh, theatrical release. Um, when does this thing come out on iTunes? It comes out pretty soon, I think. Right. I'm pretty the, sure uh, it's already day. out on iTunes. Yeah, it probably is. I think on digital download yesterday. Yes. So, uh, yeah, t- two days ago, it came out like same day as uh, as the theater re- theatrical release. DVD and Blu-ray is coming up uh, on August second. Perfect. Uh, so that's a good time. Seven, one week before my birthday. One week before. So I'm gonna <laughs> buy an early present. <laughs> that's for me. Um, but yeah, we uh, went out and we saw the theatrical release because I thought it was. Uh, poignant to do so. I didn't. Like, how could we not? How could we not? How could we not do it? Apparently, it made three million uh, overall in its grossing. That's uh, about two thousand dollars per theater. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's pretty good. Is that for, just for, on Monday? That's just the Monday release. Yeah, Man. three million. Three million on Monday. Didn't even have the Tuesday numbers out yet. So, that's awesome. You know, so three million on Monday. Uh, it came in second behind. Well, this is for the one day, obviously not for a full weekend. Right. Second behind Star Trek Beyond and uh, Secret Life of Pets. So it's like okay, so it beat right literally a one like, day showing. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So it beat Ghostbusters. On the Surprise! Day. Shocker. Um, we'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, it, it it that's crazy. On a one day, it got three million. Right. It's super awesome. Then uh, you know this is like. This is literally a movie that was made to come out on a you know on DVD. This was not a theatrical release movie, right? And it did that well. It did three point one seven five million. So the the biggest thing that fact alone, just to me, opens the doors. Right. Yeah. Opens the I know, doors. Right? And I can't yeah. wait to see what's gonna walk through. Right. And and then that's the thing is like I get it. Like we probably won't see this very often, but it's like 
because it's such an iconic thing, right? That's why they were able to get this right. release because it was like such a. But honestly, like now that now that the door is open, you're right. It's like Guardians. Yeah. Like Guardians, they decided we'll be quirky, we'll be goofy, and see what comes of it. Big success, and then they're just like, "All right, yep. like, it's like now everything's gonna be wacky, or you know, now now we can try things we didn't think we could try before, like Doctor Strange and you know stuff like that. Oh. Like you just you don't know what they're gonna try now because like they they probably weren't expecting Guardians to be as big a success as it was, right? But it just it just everybody loved it. It was captivating. So um, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to step away from Guardians and stuff because there's all kinds <laughs> of San Diego news. It's all up here rolling around in my noggin. It's true. It's we're true. Gonna, yeah, this isn't my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> so getting back on course, uh, we went and saw uh, yesterday on Monday. We went and saw The Killing Joke. Um, has a really cool opener thing. Uh, it was a good crowd. Yeah, it was a cool crowd there. It was a good crowd. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people. Was I was a, surprised at the diversity mm-hmm. of people there. I mean, right? It's I mean, quote unquote nerd, you know, crowd or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But like, just like the type of people I'm, I, I wouldn't expect to see there. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah, it was it, it was kind of like a full ga- a full gamut of people. Yeah. Like it was like guys, you know, date. Like I saw people on dates there. It was just right. like, all right. Then I love that. I yeah. love seeing <laughs> like these people you would not expect mm-hmm. who are just like it's Batman or Popping it's Killing it. Joke or whatever it is. Like they're all about it too. It's just exactly, it's... exactly. Um, I think uh, we might do it. Well. Uh, well, yeah, maybe since it's not out yet, uh, except on iTunes, let's do a spoiler-free and then spoiler version. We'll we'll try that. Okay. Out. Uh, eh, screw it. Everything here from spoilers. Period. Uh, it's like it's like, but we'll, we'll I'll 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 maybe put in like where a spoiler happens. So right. let's see. Be uh, prepared. Be prepared for that. Um, but yeah, basically, um, uh, we went there. Like I I knew what I was going into. I knew yeah. it. Like I was just intrigued on what the opener was going to be because I knew there was extra Batgirl stuff mm-hmm. that they mentioned. Uh, but I knew what I was going in to see, um, and I thought they pulled it off beautifully. The um, adaptation I, was pretty perfect. The, the adaptation for what they had was spot on. Yes. and they're just you. People, people are kind of like like kind of. The, 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 there's all there's all stretch of complaints about the beginning thing. Um, my one complaint. My one complaint is that it was disjointed from the rest, but honestly, um, if I'm going to make something that's going to be attached to one of the most iconic Joker things, I'm not going to add more Joker stuff. I'm going to let that stand as it is, and I'm going to make something completely different to go on the front of it. That's how you have to do it. And a lot of people are like, well, why do they need to do that? It's like, because A, you can't have a 45-minute movie. Yep. And it's like, well, you could. It's like, yeah, you could. I mean, sure you could. Except you actually can't production-wise because when it's only 45 minutes uh, and you're just doing that, it's not worth getting a crew together to animate that. Right. It's not worth the production cost. Right. So you have to hit that mark. And uh, Bruce Tim talks about this all the time. There's a sweet spot of 120 to 140 minutes. Animation cannot be below that mark or above it if it's a major production. Yeah. It can't. Like, if you're doing a series, obviously, it's, like, because it's 22 minutes of, of, yeah, yeah. of, like, 13 episodes. So that's, you know, that's a production rate. You, you can you can milk that out. But if you're doing a featured film, it has to be, at the very least, an hour and ten. And that's yeah. skirting it. Otherwise, it's not worth getting a big crew together to do it. Or And it can't be any more than 140, because then you're over the cost of what is probably going to be taken in for yeah, what that is right it's just such this narrow little funnel Window, yeah and it's it, it stinks but it's just like so they had to add something and 
I liked what they had. I did personally. too. I, I thought it was too. good. Like I thought it was really good. Everybody's like really like like giving that thing the business. I think a lot like, of people complain about that one scene. There's one scene that's extremely awkward. But we are right, um, so and we, we kind of had this conversation we with did. a friend. And we did. Here's my view. Yeah. That one scene right. lasted 15 seconds. Right. Okay? <laughs> like, if you were that upset about the 15 seconds, <laughs> wipe it from your mind. Right. <laughs> so, for this movie, like, yes, they ad- they adapted the uh, the book perfectly. Right. But... The first half hour is a completely is, different story. Exactly. It's all Batgirl. It's all original yeah. story. Right. And they established the character. Mm-hmm. All right. Again, like you said, they had to reach a certain amount of time. Right. So, you without, without this first half... Alright, spoiler alert, yeah. because, but yeah. even though the book's been out forever, right, yeah. so Joker, this is where Joker shoots Barbara Gordon, mm-hmm. and she goes, uh, she loses all feeling from her waist down, yeah. and becomes Oracle eventually. Right. Alright, so, without this prior Batgirl story, anyone going into this blind right. only knows that Barbara Gordon is... Uh, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. Right, exactly. Not that she's Batgirl. Not no. not, not what that really means for her to lose the right. loss of her legs. Exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, in reference to the Bat family. Right. So that's what this first half hour was. It mm-hmm. was establishing... I mean, it was so yeah. it was so basic. They're they're chasing some generic gangster. Right. And, like, she doesn't agree with Batman. And Batman is being hard and being like, yeah. this is how things go. Like, yeah. it's it's... Yeah, it's, it's, you've seen it a million times. It's every relationship every sidekick has had with Batman. Exactly. But they're singling it out because it's Batgirl for some reason. And I, it's well, I know the reason, but let's. Yeah. Not, I'm not going to get into it. Right. But it's but it's just like like that's the re, like that's the whole thing. And then people are kind of like they're mad about the hookup and everything, which I can get. I'm mad about Wonder Woman Superman hookup. I don't right. like that. Yeah. that. That's my head cannon. That don't happen. So you know, like I get that. That, but. For me, that wasn't a big shocker because that happened in Batman Beyond. Like they said it, oh, in right. Batman, and they yeah. said it in the animated series. And I'm just like, and the animated series is like titular Batman to me. So it's like, all See, right. I, I've seen some people argue that like, oh, Batgirl was playing the the role of like, you know, just the woman who just wants to like, right, get with. She has a crush on the dude and blah blah. blah. Right. Yeah. But I was if, like, if there's any reason for it me was, to be pissed about it, it was on Batman. Right. This is this is like a man who's supposed to be all about discipline. Right. And yeah. like, and he he makes this action with uh, yeah, this girl who is almost like one of his quote unquote best friend's daughters. Right, exactly. Now, like he's yeah. the one that should have been like, no, no, no. Right, exactly. But, but he, that girl's a redhead, I would have probably said yes too. So That's what I'm saying, right? It's, that's the thing, is like they both made mistakes and I like what I did like about that was that it mirrored this uh, like they they let this guy get to them both right of them. yeah both exactly, of them did both of them. and it, was, it wasn't just her like she was like shrugging off like oh yeah he's just being like a little psychopath I'm gonna kick his butt right but like his like everything that he did like like made it more awkward for Batman he's like you shouldn't be around like this guy's yeah. got an obsession with you he's not scared of you first of all nobody's ever scared of Batgirl yeah. <laughs> like and Batgirl knows that and that's the thing that, like, that's like her, that's one of her things is she plays on that like, exactly oh, you underestimate me exactly and that, then I beat the heck out of you exactly that, that, that's her deal yeah it's just she does it for the thrill she always has done that she's right. always wanted to do more and you know it's more than just like a thrill game for her she does the she wants to do the right thing too but it's just like that's that's kind of her drive it's always been her drive yeah. um my one thing about it that i would that i would have changed uh is probably her quitting before the end of it 
Um, I feel like quitting... It's like quitting uh, yeah. Batgirl yeah. in general. Yeah. yeah I, I, I wasn't super fond of that. I, it's just, I, I, probably would, I probably would change that because then it's like, I get what people were like, oh, they quit because they, 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 they had sex. And it's like, no, she, she didn't quit because that. She quit because she looked into the abyss. Yeah. She saw... She, she reached that point that Batman <laughs> warned her about, and yeah. she scared herself. Scared herself. She didn't want to reach that again. I, li- I like the I like, reason. Uh, the reason is fine, but it's just like, there's just such a big connotation of her getting paralyzed yeah. and having to stop, and then not stopping. Right. It's like kind of like, yeah, that's cool. But now I guess it's kind of like, oh, it rejuvenates her to get back in. But mm-hmm. it just, I, I probably wouldn't have had her quit. Like, maybe yeah. take a break. Yeah, like, yeah, say yeah. like, hey, I'm I have to step away. So I have to step away for a little while. You know, it's like, you know, whatever. And it's like, I'm not quitting, though. And it's like, I probably I would have done it that way, but this is written by Brian Azzarello, mm-hmm. um, and uh, as far as I understand it, and I think other people involved, but Azzarello mostly. Right. What I enjoyed about it mostly is that it felt very Alan Moorish. It wasn't exactly like the Killing Joke, but it felt like an Alan Moore type story. Right. It really did, like the way they talk to each other, the way they, because um, Alan Moore likes to do that whole like narrative uh, between two people talking, and they kind of did that with her and her like gay friend at work. Right. Like it's like there was just sort of this narrative of like talking to each other, and that's how you explain the character. Right. Alan Moore loves doing that stuff. See, um, I, I wondered what know. his view on this well, extra bit. Was. Well, I'm sure he hates it because it's yeah, well, it's, it's, it's any adaptation outside of what he did. Exactly. So he's, He's not a transformative guy. No. (laughs) I love Alan Moore's work, but dude's a hermit. Yeah, (laughs) no, he is. He's a very grumpy hermit. (laughs) Very grumpy hermit. Uh, I I would love to meet him. I think he's a brilliant guy. And I I appreciate his opinion on, like, this is the form that I wrote it in. This is what it should be. And it shouldn't be... But I'm I'm for transformative media. I love seeing different adaptations right. of things, and that's just me, and that's that's him. Yeah. So you know, he's a grumpy old man. What can I say? <laughs> just keep writing good stories, bro, and yeah. we're, we're we're fine. Do you that. Know? Like, you know, like, so you can have his opinion, uh, but I'm sure it's not positive just because of that. But I would really like to know what his opinion on that story is specifically because it's not connected to Killing Joke at all. Right. It's literally just like, a bad. They do story. the solid little like when that story end fades to black mm-hmm. yeah. and there's like that one two ticks mm-hmm. and then. Here we go. Yeah. Killing exactly. Joke yeah. is on. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I like that it was disjointed just because it was like, hey, here's this opener. Uh, we didn't want to add more Joker stuff to the right. definitive Joker thing. Like, they didn't tie... They, another great thing. They didn't tie anything in. They're not, no, like, they're not like, mentioning Jokers yeah. uh, in jail or, like... Exactly. You know. there, there was no connection to Joker from it. It's just, like, a complete standalone at the beginning that just kind of fleshes out Batgirl a little more for people who might not know who Batgirl is going into this. Right. And, and that, that, that's what it was. It was good. And, uh, you know, they there's an awkward sex scene in it, which isn't on frame. Which isn't on frame. It's, it's literally... I, I mean, for, for a PJ podcast, 15 seconds, she takes her shirt off. Right. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That is it. That's yeah. what everyone is yeah. mad about because everything else after that is implied. Right. <laughs> okay. It right. happened. It just Move happened. on. Yeah. It's just like, that's it. I don't know. It's just... People, people like are scared to tell stories about. It's it's like everybody's just willing to like point out flaws with any character that's a woman. Yeah, everyone's just so quick to like point out some sort of flaw about it. No one wants to tell a story about it. Yeah, it's like the Ghostbusters. It's, it's it's like the Ghostbusters thing. It, like the people are like, oh well, Leslie Jones is just a stereotypical black loud character. I'm like, so like I really that's not a big problem to me. Right. 
That's a character. Yeah. Like I just like I don't like. There's a stereotypical loud white character in a lot of character. You know, <laughs> yeah, in a lot exactly. of show, uh, Mel- movies and stuff too. Yeah. Like Melissa McCarthy's the stereotypical fat character in a lot of things. It just yep. that's what. Blah, blah. Yeah. It happens. Exactly. Like, don't be afraid to tell those stories. Because like, if you all if you had four characters <laughs> that were all the same archetype, right. you wouldn't have a good yeah. movie. There wouldn't be. Yeah. You know. And if any and if any like like any self-respecting Batgirl fan. Like Batman fan that's a fan of Batman, any girl that's a Batman fan that's that close to Batman all the time, would you not want to? Right. Like, like I'm just saying. He's like, a like, handsome fellow. He's a handsome fellow. Know? He's a billionaire, Playboy billionaire. Uh, but no, uh, I, I liked it. I, I, I thought it was fine. I liked the character too. Yeah. The uh, the Paris, what's his face? Like the villain. Oh, Paris France. Paris France. I liked him. I thought he was like he was a very Alan Moorish character. Yeah. Uh, just they, very, they did play him well, like the yeah. sociopathic, like yeah. I, I, it was it was a bold move to just take a new guy and have him ruffle the feathers of both Batman and Batgirl. Right, like that's what he did. Like that's the thing. It was just like you know, and it sort of mirrored the story that we're about to see because it was them underestimating a sociopath, mm-hmm. like just period. And yep. then I mean, Batman almost like lays it out at one point. Right, he's just like you're underestimating, like exactly what you said. Like, right, underestimating him. He's obsessive. Yeah, like he thinks he knows you. He's not scared of you. Right, like that's what. Yeah, the Joker is the you exactly, and then he underestimates him by being protective of Batgirl. He's like, yep. "I'm going to this dock because I know he's here," and then he gets hit with a rocket. Yeah, so it's like, "Oh, you screwed up too." And it's like, "Cause you underestimated him." So it's just, I don't know. It's it, it's a big mirroring for what we're about to see, which is the Killing Joke, uh, and it's phenomenal. Uh, I mean, you know, do we really need to go buy it bullet by, bullet point by bullet point? Nah. People know this. Like you can't you can like, literally read the book and, yeah. and know exactly what the movie is. Yeah, like, I, is it line for line? Like it's so certain things because there are because you know of course I, I reread it f- yeah. for the uh, Bagnum Bearded episode. Yeah, and there were certain lines that uh, really stood out. One of them in particular, one that um, kind of harkens back to the argument that. If you need that, you need that uh, Batgirl short mm. at the beginning, right? Is that after she gets shot and she's in the hospital room, when Batman is in there, mm-hmm. he goes in the book. He says, "Barbara, it's, right. it's Bruce." Yeah, yeah. And she goes, "Bruce, oh, I remember." Right. He went cra- you know, sure. He's, he's going to the limit, but in the movie, she calls him Batman. Right. So if they. Had Barbara say Bruce yeah. in the movie without yeah. the Batgirl pre, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah. How does she know? How does she know that? You know? Yeah, like, it's true. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. But that was the only big thing that I was like, kind of yeah. uh, saw a difference of. Everything right. else was so like right. on par. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I I, I couldn't tell. Like, I, it'd been a while since I read Killing Joke, but. Um, I I knew the joke was the 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 killing joke was dead on. Yeah. Uh, the joke was absolutely verbatim. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the song was verbatim too. It was. Like, it like was. that's amazing. That, <laughs> just... the, the, I'm sure we'll get to it. But the little <laughs> special at the end. Yeah. Uh, they talk about like in the book. It's it's kind of like a rhyme. Like, right. There's yeah. no. I've I've reading it tried to figure out a tune to it. You right. Know? Sure. Yeah. But they turn it into this kind of like. Broadway showy yeah. type tune, and right. it was like perfect. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It was great because like it, it was it was like kind of it was weird because that part of it was kind of entering like Brave and the Bold territory for yeah. me because mm-hmm. there's a lot of musical stuff in Brave and the Bold, uh, but then they like juxtapose that happy Skippy beat with the photos of Barbara, yes. and it's just like. Oh man! So like, creepy. Oh, so weird and creepy and surreal. Like I just wasn't. Pre- I would like that. Like that part was just crazy. Right. So I just, they they just juxtaposed it with that. Did this deserve the R rating? 
I, yes. I, did it? Okay. Yeah, you think I would so? say so. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, they, as far as, like, language goes, they yeah. threw a couple curse words. They did. They and did. that was just for effect. And a little sure. bit of humor. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, with the... With the, uh, the 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 topics of that the right. book covers, sure. yeah, yeah. it's kind of like if you're going to adapt it that that perfectly, then yes, go yeah. ahead and just play it safe. It's true. Give it the R. It's true because I, you know, I assumed like the thing at the beginning was going to give it the R. Right. But it, the thing de- at the beginning def- wasn't no, really, yeah. no. It was like it was, you could have played that PG thirteen. PG thirteen. That's what it was. And I, like, it literally was, because the shirt came off. Yeah, a shirt. It would have been off. PG without it. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's just like there was nothing really there. I mean. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess it did because of the, the the implications of certain things that occurred. Right. Uh, you know, because he likes to keep things ambiguous, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it basically like you know, um, uh, Joker. Uh, it, it's kind of like I don't know. It, it's it's an interesting story because it doesn't like it doesn't flow like a regular narrative of a comic. Right. Uh, things just sort of like happen in an order mm-hmm. uh, because he finds these like dentists like they're all like strapped to a chair they were there for maybe for like a year like what months or years or something and like, that, that part wasn't in the book either oh was it not oh okay no. interesting yeah uh, okay the book starts out with Batman just going to the just asylum. going right to the asylum like that okay. the, yeah. the, the whole wow. first monologue uh, where he's kind of like you know I'm here to try and talk it out right. because yeah, if I, yeah. I feel like this is this, like I have to do this. Right. We're in an endless cycle. One of us is going to kill each other. Right. If I don't at least try to reach you, right. I feel like I failed. You right. Know? Yeah. That was where the book opens. Yeah. Okay. There we go. That's interesting. I. I ah, all right. Cool. So they, they 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 added this little thing in, I guess, at the beginning where like there's all these like dentists like tied to chairs right. and like they've been dead for you know like they kind of they said or three years yeah or three years like, like it's been years and like they, they were just they kind of gave batman a reason to go see joker exactly while yeah. i feel like they didn't need to yeah but for a movie you, right. you have to talk to the audience that's never read the book exactly like that, literally you have to talk to someone who knows one thing it's a right. batman movie right <laughs> so you, right you got to yeah. give him a reason to go see joker mm-hmm. and even people who know the joker like some people might be like so why is he having this conversation now right so it's good to have that this is why yeah. this thing happened i have to go talk to this psychopath i have to at least because i'm he's he's already decided like at some point i'm going to have to kill him yeah like that's just like that's how this is going to end yeah i have to figure out a way to stop that and that's what this whole conversation is and that's something that's like i don't think has ever been tackled before or since then that's really interesting to me yeah. and uh like and that's a lot of part like when people talk about the killing joke they always talk about the the, the smile part the you know the uh, taking the photos the hawaiian shirt shooting right. barbara that's kind of the parts that they talk about but the core of that book is basically batman trying to reach the joker yeah who cannot be reached. No. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, but he has to try. Otherwise, you know, it's like that, that I'm not trying to do what I'm, what I'm doing. There's so many different themes in that book. Like, mm-hmm. another one that really catches my mind is, is the whole, like, Joker trying to drive uh, Commissioner Gordon insane. Right. Basically saying all it takes is one bad day. One bad day. So, Joker, you know, because there's also the origin story mm-hmm. of his, right. his origin. His origin, so, yeah. There's the one bad day for Joker, mm-hmm. which led him down the path of evil. Yeah. And the obvious comparison of the one bad day for Bruce, yep. which led him to be Batman. Yeah. You know, not exactly. everyone follows that same path. Exactly. And uh, now, and Joker's trying to give Commissioner Gordon that one bad day. Right. Because he's like this symbol of stability. Mm-hmm. Like, Batman's just like him. He's the yeah. same side of the other coin, so he can't 
whatever. We're both. Yeah, you can't so, drive him insane because he's already in. He's, yeah, he's already his own type of insane. Exactly. It's like you, you're you're already part. You're already my my other half. We need this guy in the middle. Right. Who's this? Perfect thing of order and stability, and not everything by the book. Everything by the book. I'm going to take that and I'm going to warp it. The only thing that's done that close was Dark Knight. Yeah. Uh, Dark Knight uh, did that with like Harvey Dent. I mean, like, he succeeded, but yeah, true, <laughs> like, true. Batman succeeded in that, or Joker succeeded in that. But you know, that that was the only thing that kind of mirrored it. He was going to take that symbol of like what what people see as stability, and I'm going to show it's no different than me. Right. That everyone's just as crazy beneath that ridiculous, stupid skin that they. I really liked. It was another small part that they added in the movie that wasn't in the book, but when. Um, Gordon is on that tram car and first goes into the the uh, uh, like crazy house or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and all the uh, circus freaks are sitting there. Sure. And uh, Joker kind of does that judge. Yeah, scene the judge thing. Like, yeah, throw yeah. the book at him. He's Go talking ahead. about like you're, you know, you're like you said, like the the pillar of yeah. sanity and mm-hmm. like doing things the right way and blah blah. Right. And like here's a guy that's breaking all the laws and doing things his own way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like throw the book at him, and you feel at first like he's talking about, talking himself, about himself, you know, the yeah. Joker. It's like go ahead, but then he throw it. Yeah, you know, Gordon picks up the book and throws it. Yeah, and then a little cardboard cutout of Batman. Batman. So it's like yes, everything he just said applies specifically to Batman. Yeah, it's like, such a fun comparison. It is. It's a great little comparison. It's like you and he's trying to like put it into his head. It's like you support that end of it, but you condemn me. Right. And so like you're already you know on this on the separate end of things, and it just great little mind games that they put into it. It's, it's really cool. Um, it, yeah, I mean, like the, the, they go through it. Uh, you know, he, he puts, he, he paralyzes Barbara. Uh, was all that words about, like, where he, like, had that monologue about her not being able to walk again? Was that in the book? And the library stuff? Yeah, yeah About, library. like, the broken spine and everything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, all, all right, yep. cool. Yeah, so there you go. I, I love that part, too. Like, <laughs> yeah. they chose the right lines yeah. to keep in. Yeah. And most of it's really, you know, yeah. part for part. Pretty spot on, yeah. Um, it's really cool. Uh, I, I just, I don't know, like, it... It gets it gets all the way up to you know uh, I love the final fight scene I thought it was beautifully done like there's obviously more to it yeah and that was done differently book. too actually, yeah because yeah. they they go into certain other rooms and like they go they battle everywhere and it's like I think in the book it's just like it's like a couple punches then he takes him out the yeah the in, the, in the book like, like um you know Joker's same for the movie he's talking to Batman over the PA system yeah, in the yeah. funhouse and in the book. Joker's like running further ahead of Batman. He's in the maze of mirrors, and right? Batman just jumps through a mirror and takes right. him outside. Yeah, and that's but it. But in the movie, they yeah he fights go the into like an upside down room. Yeah, and he yeah. fights the freaks, which yeah. that was always something in the books I wondered about. Like he never fought the freaks in the book. Really, he never no. did. Okay, like they were just yeah. kind of like there, and then huh? That's that. No. Which that's interesting. Like uh, I, I don't know that that's extremely interesting, and I'm sure like whoever picked up on that adaptation was just like well there's our action scene yeah is he can fight like, the we freaks. need to add that in we need, we need to have him fight the freaks like that's definitely i always thought about that, about that in the book too i was like you know what's the chances the joker are gonna find these circus freaks that all <laughs> are, are angry and evil enough <laughs> yeah. to follow along with his plan but not angry right. enough to fight batman right you know like, yeah. yeah like they're obviously <laughs> gonna get their hands dirty right yeah but, that's interesting, yeah. It, it is interesting. You found them, like, all these, like, crazy people that are all freaks, and it's like, all right, sure. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, it's not a stretch <laughs> for them to hate society because they're all, sure know, grotesque and whatnot, but yeah. I don't know. It was just an interesting thought 
I'm I, like I said, I'm glad they they yeah. they fought. Though. Yeah, exactly. It gives an action beat. It's a, it's, a, it's an animated thing. And quickly to... disposed of. Yes, quickly quickly disposed <laughs> as, of. As usual. Not, not right. a match for Batman, as right. one would assume. The 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 two headed woman that throws knives. Yeah. Couldn't beat the bat somehow. That's a shocker, really. Um, <coughs> I almost wanted him to come up behind her and just clunk the tape. Oh, that would've been so good. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was really kind of hoping that oh, happened, but it didn't. That would've been so good. You're right. That would've been good. Knock them together and oh, they the... pass out. Oh, it's the, that would've been so good. Oh man, because um, <laughs> you can't hit because you can't show hitting women. That's the whole thing. Right. So like, yeah, just like clunk. That'd be funny. Yeah, that'd have been awesome. Uh, so anyway, he takes him out. Uh, you know, and, and literally, like, what's great is I love it. You know, uh, they, he thinks, Joker thinks he's driven Gordon insane because he won't talk. Uh, and then finally he just, like, he finally snaps out of it and he says he has to be taken in by the book. And it's, it's one of my favorite things because, like, there's always that point of, like, you know, of, of like... Uh, self-defense when it comes to the Joker, yeah. which I fully agree. In certain cases, like, self-defense is a thing, man. Uh, you could definitely shoot the Joker and, oh, wouldn't, yeah. and wouldn't face any time for that. Right. Uh, but there, th- th- it's just that really cool uh, thought process that's summed up beautifully, and he says, we have to show him that our way that works. That our system works. That our way works. We have to show him. Like, that's... That, it's like, that's a good point. He can't right. be made a martyr for like his this. His whole like, point yeah. was to drive Gordon insane and show him yeah. that it doesn't work, so we yeah. have to show him yeah. that, yes, yes, this does work. This is what it does. This is, like, And we have to... We have to show that. It's so good. I love it. And uh, it's just what a great way to, like, tip that off. And, you know, this was always written as a standalone story. Mm-hmm. This was never written to be canon. Right. Um, it was later made semi-canon yeah. with Barbara Gordon, obviously, because um, they loved it so much, I guess. Uh, certain things I don't think were, but other things were, weren't. Like, as far as I'm concerned, it's yeah. canon. It's canon. It like, is. Like, it, for, as long as, said for as long as Barbara was Oracle and, and in right. that wheelchair, and yeah. I get... Don't don't quote me because I haven't <laughs> read the full history of the Bat comics. Right. But unless they did something in the comics to show her getting paralyzed, right? Then the one and yeah. only story is this. It is. It, this is how she got paralyzed. That's, right. like, that's, that's how I figured. So. That's how it always was was presented, even in Birds of Prey. Right. There were certain confrontations she had with the Joker. Yeah, because she just kind of showed like Oracle right. just showed up. Right. Before, before even anyone even knew she was Barbara. Right. It was just exactly. like this, yeah. you know, computer pops up and there's mm-hmm. a little face and yeah. like, I'm going to help you and then eventually <laughs> you find out it's Barbara. It's Barbara Gordon, yeah, because they took that and they adapted it. It was brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, man. It just, it, it, it was interesting just because it was written as a standalone thing and became like one of the most definitive canon things of the Joker. Yeah. And even his origin story, which right. was like, he was the Red Hood. That was his, that was the only origin we had back in the right. day. Uh, it was the one mystery Batman never solved, and who was the Red Hood? And it turns out, it's a brilliant idea. The Red Hood is nobody. Right. It's just this made up thing, and they get some chump to wear the helmet, and then that's so that it. When the time so, comes, everyone focuses on the. If they get caught, yeah, everyone, everyone wants to catch the Red Hood, and the, and the little goons that goons, are actually yeah the heads of the plan can get away. Can get away. It's like it's this brilliant little plan that these two little guys hatched up. And uh, I love that because yeah. it's a brilliant little little thing that even it escapes Batman's obsessive eye because he's not looking for he's looking at this guy who's putting on a mask because he deals with that right all the time. when he first <laughs> shows up he's yeah. like we meet again you yeah know? exactly yeah it's like oh finally we meet you know it's like ah and then he throws him into the, or he trips and falls into the vat and see that was another another difference like yeah. there's very small differences but another one was in the books yeah uh, uh, the Joker before he's actually the Joker um, he's got the you know the red hood mask on right Batman's getting close 
poster. He's like, stay back or I'll jump, I'll jump. Oh, yeah. And uh, they didn't, like, show him, like, there's not, like, a panel of him, like, tripping on the right. uh, cape. Yeah. So you suppose that he jumped. He jumped, yeah. So okay. he, like, yeah. willingly dove into these chemical-filled mm-hmm. waters. Yeah. While in the movie, you know, it's a trip and a slip and a fall. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, stay back. And he trips on his dumb cape and falls right. in and... Oh man, it's just beautifully done. By the way, it's probably my favorite part of it. There's two animated parts that just stand out to me. That's when he turns the carnival on, yeah, and he just has the like that big that grin, big grin, and the, and the lights reflecting in the oh, eyes. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it stands. It gives me like I'm getting cold chills. Right. It's you know, just it right gives now. me chills. Yeah. Is it like because there's something there that they like? It's like there's a little bit of extra mystery there because there's something there in him. That's like actually happy at seeing that. Yeah, fascinated there's, by what he's there's got going on. like there's like something like in his core where there's still something human inside of him that's been giving that has joy in something that's there. Like right. he went to carnivals when he was a kid or something, and it's just like and he just has this big like kind of almost sincere grin, but it's still evil looking. So mm. it's just oh, it's so oh, good. Yeah. I love that shot. That and when he find, when he turns, takes the helmet off, and he's just it's the iconic look. Yeah, it's on both of the thumbnails for both of our parts. Uh, <laughs> The comic version, animated version, where he's just laughing incessantly yeah. with the bleach skin, and you see that everywhere yeah. too. Like yeah. that was Brian Boland, man, when he when he oh. when he drew that panel. Yeah, I don't even think he realized how <laughs> iconic that was going to be because it's the one. It's not just the creation of the Joker, right? But it's the it's it's a complete view of his level of insanity. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. Yeah. At the point in story, it's it's the sane man who's reached the end, gone through some kind of trauma, and came out crap. Right, and and that's the first like real Joker uh, appearance. Right, but that moment catches and like embodies Joker throughout the rest of his history. <laughs> right. you know exactly, what I'm like yeah. that one moment. Yeah, like yeah. even the, like the little teardrop tears, blood, tears of blood, yeah. coming from his eyes. Yeah. Oh. Oh man, so good! Great, and, and, and Mark Hamill's laugh. I oh, thought, my God. like, yeah, Mark Hamill's laugh is so iconic, it, and everyone knows it. But when he reaches that level of full on, yeah, insane, just oh, man, oh. I, I want to talk about that. Actually, I want to talk about his performance in this because he, it was, it was different. He, it was different than Joker. Yeah. Like, if you go back and watch the animated series. It's it's kind of Cesar Romero. It's yeah. kind of well, animated series is a little you know, lighter. It's lighter and everything. And in this, uh, he you know Batman Beyond, he kind of like Hannibal Lecter's it up a little bit. He's a little quieter, yeah. But he still has that little bit of <laughs> kid, you know. Like, right. He kind of has it up there a little bit. But with this, uh, he keeps it in this this tone of he's laughing, but he's pissed at the world mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. And the laugh he gives at the, when he's, when he's going, it's so different from his other laughs. Mm-hmm. His typical, cause he has that Joker laugh. You know, everybody knows it. But in this, there's just like that extra bit of cackle and like graveliness to his voice where he's just like, that's it. I've lost everything. I'm done. I've cracked. This is done. Like, right. we're, like everything is freaking hilarious to me now. And you know, that, that's everything. It, it, it's so good, so well done, and uh, I think that Brian Boland, I think he knew how important that scene was for the comic, but I think you're right. I don't think he realized how iconic that was going to be spread yeah. throughout the comic oh, world yeah. afterwards, and and I think they captured that moment perfectly through sound, sight, and everything on that. And uh, I, I loved a few of, it, of Mark Hamill's lines he delivered in this because like you can you can deliver lines however you want, but like there are certain parts that he's never done 
before as the Joker. Yeah. Uh, just like like tones that he's never reached before. The why aren't you laughing line. Like he's never sounded like that before know, as the man. Joker. It was so good. Just that gravelly. Why aren't you laughing? Like just angry. Oh, so good. Like I guarantee that the two featurettes will be put on the Blu-rays. And oh everything. yeah. So if anyone, you know, if you go out and buy this DVD Blu-ray set, mm-hmm. watch the special features. What I really love about that that last part, I've heard um, people describe Mark Hamill in mm-hmm. the in the uh, sound room right. doing the Joker, and they talk about how animated he gets and how sure. like, how he's almost acting while <laughs> yeah. he, you know. Right. But for them to finally show it mm-hmm. in that featurette to mm-hmm. show him like not just playing the Joker, but to do what he's never done before by singing right. as the Joker, as the Joker, and seeing yeah. him like yeah. just. His whole body, like yeah. he's into it. Yeah, like yeah. he he is the Joker in that moment, and it's nuts. Yeah, and what's so great about that little featurette is that they clear, like they knew what they had and they had it because all the media buzz, and then all the media buzz when he tweeted saying he's going to be the he wanted to be the Joker, yeah, and then getting the job, it was just all over. Millions and millions of people were just stoked for this, yes, um, because it was the iconic Joker being, playing the iconic Joker role. And so immediately when they got him in the studio, they even set it up as a featurette. It's he's like backlit, like there's this whole production, yeah. like that he's actually recording it, and it's just like it. This was made specifically for a featurette. Like we're going to document this, yes. like, and, th- and I thought that was really cool. And that that was a cool little opener too. Just like hey, let's you know stretch the, the runtime a little bit, get this out there, boom right. boom. And I loved it. I thought it was great, and he he just did a beautiful job. Uh, Kevin Conroy again, just he's Batman. Yeah, that's it. No doubt, that's it. No doubt, that's it. It was cool. It was cool <laughs> to see him. I mean, uh, you know, we talked about the difference between like the animated series and this movie as far as like tone, right? A darker tone, but uh, it was. I felt like that Conroy played it a little darker too. He did. Yeah. Even though Batman's always dark, you know, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he cracked a couple jokes in the animated series, but for the most part, he's sure. pretty like Batman's a pretty straightforward. Like, mm-hmm. do this, do this. Watch out! No, I'm not. Like, I'm not cracking wise. I'm right. not. You know, he's not Spider Man or somebody like right. that. There was a because there. I think it was darker because there was a tone of compassion there that he wanted to like keep. Yeah. Like it's like he, he like which she didn't that that was in in the beginning as well like there was a there was a tone of compassion he had for Barbara and you know like I thought that was done very well but then there was just that little bit of like I have to try to be compassionate to this raging psychopath to, if I'm going to accomplish anything right because beating him up throwing him in jail it's not working like I have to try something else. So there's just that extra like tone of just like we're just gonna be doing this dance, aren't we? Well, that's it. He's got like, he like he just accepts. It's that point when he accepts it that he knows like yeah. No matter what this I've gone through with this character and what I've you know dealt with, I have to try and reach him mm-hmm. on a on yeah. a more sane level for yeah. like it's. Even, I'm sorry. When he's uh, in the Batcave, Mm -hmm. and like this is also one of my favorite lines from the book and the movie. Yeah. uh, But he's like looking at pictures of the Joker, trying to figure out. This is before he knows anything of the plan, or sure knows that Gordon's been kidnapped. I think. Right. Um, He says, "How can, how can uh, two men who know nothing about each other hate so much?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. But in those pictures, yeah, there, yeah, there's like iconic moments of like different Joker uh, instances, but in the top right was uh, 
oh, Jason Todd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beaten and bloody. Beaten and bloody. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a pivotal moment for him. You know, it's like that's that's a whole. He's got to look past that. Like he does. If he wants to, if he yeah. wants to legit try and make this. You know. Yeah, and that, that, that's the interesting thing. It's just like, yeah, it's just like we're just going to be doing this dance, and I'm going to end up killing you. Yeah, and I can't do that, so I have to. Re- you know, it's just I have to reach you. That's the only option that yeah. I have because you know Batman is just you know he's 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 a partly crazy person. Like he's driven to do precisely what he's going to do, and if he doesn't see a way out, like that's just going to be it. Yeah. Like it's like this is what has to happen, right? Because he's so driven to do it. So it's very interesting. Uh, but the the way they ended it, the way they capped it off it's exactly what i wanted them to do and i never thought they would do it but they did it exact i wanted them to cut to black on that puddle of water yeah and they freaking did it i was so happy i was oh man one part about that i didn't like oh yeah and that was that joker's laugh stopped and conroy's kept kept going going. i liked that though see i kind of wanted them to keep with the duel and fade out it's true it's true but the reason they did that, and this is because of the because of what Grant Morrison brought up, the uh, the you know because uh, uh, Alan Moore is all about ambiguity. Yeah. And to Grant Morrison, it's in the title. It's the killing joke at the end of that story. To Grant Morrison and to many people, Batman kills the Joker at the end. Right. He strangles him to death or snaps his neck. Because yeah. the the laugh cuts off. Yeah. There's a cut off of the laugh, and you just see, hear the siren going off, and as the the puddle, the light fades from yeah. the puddle. So it's like it's not said specifically, but it's an ambiguous thought that Batman murders him right, right there because he realizes there's no getting through to him. See, um, in the in the book, in that last scene when they're laughing with each mm-hmm. other, yeah. um, you see Batman put his arm right. forward. Right, he's like, yeah, he's and like... I like that in the... Because yeah. in the book, it's just the outline. It's, it's just the shadow outline. outline. Shadow, you yeah. can't tell for sure. That's why it's ambiguous. Exactly. But... In the movie, they actually show him like it's it like on. when you're like, oh, oh, buddy, that was so funny. Put it on his shoulder, yeah. their shoulder, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's and that's kind of how I always saw it because mm-hmm. I always exactly you know stick with Batman doesn't kill. Yeah, but, exactly. That's the thing. But again, open to interpretation. Exactly, and and it's like, and if, if it was a standalone book, it, 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 since it's a standalone book, it's just kind of cool that that's. He left that ambiguous deliberately so people can interpret that maybe he did at that point. Right. Maybe that was the moment that he's like, I can't stop this. And right. he says it at the beginning, like, we're going to end up killing each One of us is going to kill the other. That's how it's going to end. And it ends with that happening, you know, some might think. Or he brings him in, which is the canon way of thinking. Right, yeah. Because it's ambiguous. But And that's why I like the ambiguity there at the end, because they, instead of just cutting it off, Joker's laugh stops. Like I just there's something about that because it's like it kind of gives this mental image of like, like oh did he like Batman like freaking strangling him to death but it's just like that's interesting but yeah. again it's kept ambiguous you don't have to interpret it that way um, and it's likely he just brought him in obviously but uh, you can interpret it however you want and that's what I love that they were bold enough to just definitively say they didn't have a scene where Joker's behind bars right or right, anything right. like they, that they left it for that just interpretation cut to black so good so and smart I was so happy that that's what I wanted and then as soon as it popped up and it's so, so cool as they put the title up too and I was just like Oh yes! If I applauded in theaters, I would have applauded, yeah. but I never applaud in theaters. Oh, you don't applaud in theaters? I don't applaud in theaters. I've I just started like, that. Yeah, applaud, I, yeah. I don't applaud in theaters. I would have just been like, yes, but I don't know. It's just something about me. Just is like, yeah, it's a theater. Nobody, I, nobody I, made I, it. I will, I, will, I, will, I will clap alone. <laughs> I'm fine. I don't yeah. mind. That, that's totally fine. I even <laughs> like the. Uh, I even like the little scene at the. Uh, 
kind of the end credits. Yeah. The, like the little mm-hmm. scene they just tossed in there. Yeah. I don't know if you want to uh, yeah, reveal sure. or not. But yeah, let's spoil that. I yeah. mean, Barbara rolls in yeah. and goes into her secret closet yeah. and there's Oracle. <laughs> you know? but, how, does the apartment complex notice that? Like that no, power she spike? Just adds that in there. <laughs> just adds that in, and there's a power spike coming from her room. And Bruce Wayne just happens to pick up the bill. <laughs> oh, that's weird, right? <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's like we all know that she becomes Oracle, but right. just to like have it, yeah. You know, it's just again, it's for that audience member who doesn't know anything, and right. that, now that person, oh, what's this? What's Oracle? Right. That sounds cool. Go read the comics. Go read Birds know? of Prey. Oh, I love <laughs> <that>. <laughs> there's word that there might be a Birds of Prey movie coming as well. Holy crap! I know. Please. I'm still waiting on them to play off of the. Uh, oh my god. Uh, the Batgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, right the, from was it, the Babstar? Uh, uh, yeah, the Babstar Batgirl at the end of Bad Blood. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm still waiting to play off mm-hmm. that. So. Yeah, that that'll be fun, and that could still fit in because Babstar Batgirl uh, is way later. Is way is like couple years is is like three years later after that had an experimental surgery got her legs back etc and that's right. that that was Comics. how it works yeah Camix <laughs> uh, I mean you know there's nanotechnology and right. BS so it's like it kind of makes sense she would get one I always liked the idea of Oracle better than her going back that's me I get it reboots happen of it, course that's yeah. what, what comics are all about it's how they maintain longevity so I'm fine but and I like Babstar I love that design and I love that book so I love that I love how that was written so and I'm super stoked for Batgirl and the Birds of Prey as well yeah so and actually read the first issue it was really good um and uh you know cause I'm just all about Birds of Prey like that's that's the book that got me into reading weekly books so the fact that they're talking about a Birds of Prey book that's based coming off of this one that's yeah. gonna be that design and everything and it's gonna be Barbara Gordon Black Canary Huntress yes no <laughs> Batman no any of that just do that yes. oh my god do that have Cheshire there have Lady Shiva yes do that please it'd be so good he's excited uh, I want to see that <laughs> oh you just it's like you have to keep putting things that, like the only time you can do something is if Superman or Batman is in it and that just is annoying to me and that's why I can't wait for the Flash movie and the Wonder Woman movie because now it's going to be like because then you can start with Things like that, because the Wonder Woman movie didn't do that well, so they're not going to do another Wonder Woman movie. Right. That that irritates me. It's just like because Wonder Woman deserves her own series. Like she's iconic. I, right. So I'm I'm happy for these movies to start coming out, and I love the Wonder Woman trailer. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was it super really awesome. Uh, it could still be a bad movie. I don't know. But whoever cut that trailer knew what they were doing. It, it seems <laughs> like uh, DC took a big look at the rest of their movies after B, uh, Batman vs Superman. Yeah, like we got to make some changes. We got to more smarter change decisions. Oh, not animation news, but I'll mention it here anyway. I don't care. I don't uh, know what you're say. Uh, jo- Jeff Johns, president uh, of DC. He, he is pre- president of DC Entertainment and yep. that whole thing. That's nuts. Yep. So and he's still keeping the uh, the other position too. The yep. uh, chief, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, so that's big news. Uh, you guys will talk about that on Bag and Bearded. Yep. Uh, but that's it for our coverage on this uh, on the Killing Joke. I thought it was phenomenal. Uh, I thought it was really well done. Uh, the you know the, the opening sequence wasn't like my favorite anything, but I thought it was good, and it's a it's a good little thing that that kind of fleshes out character, and it kind of revisits a little bit of a of a relationship that was mentioned in Batman Beyond. It it kind of puts. It's weird because it kind of puts the this killing joke 
in the in, retroactively in the Batman the animated series canon. Yeah, which is weird because yeah. like that's not a thing that like is atypical. And it's like, well, if you have to place you know. it somewhere, at least you have a place. Exactly, because so. it's got you know it's got it's got all the same voice actors back except for Commissioner Gordon because like the actor passed away since right. then. So, but they got a guy that sounded almost exactly like him. So that was you know, uh, I wish they got Alfred back, but I think he's not passed away. But I don't think he's. Well enough Probably to, yeah. I don't think he's well enough to do voice acting, but I kind of, yeah. I kind of so. want to see uh, Nick Offerman as Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah Nick that. Offerman. <laughs> That'd be okay. I feel like he would do okay. You, you know what? He'd be really good in a Brave and the Bold type. Yes. Like if you did, yeah. like if okay, you did, yeah, if, that'd be perfect. Honestly, if if see, this I've always been something I wanted to do. If to, in fact, I'm going to do that now. We're doing a casting call. That's Here what we're we doing. Here we go. Doing a casting call. We're going into our final segment. It's a casting call. And it's not a voiceover. I want you to cast. Uh, if you're gonna do, if you were gonna do, and you already got one, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep you that one. Okay. A 1966 version movie, modern day, 1966 Batman. The, yeah. You know the Bat Two C. Holy cow pies, Batman. You know it's like that. <laughs> that whole deal. Who do you cast? Who do you get for those people? Who do you cast as Batman in a 1966 version? Who do you cast as Robin? Who do you cast as Commissioner Gordon? Uh, Gordon, Nick Offerman's really good. I think that's yeah, really good. I feel like he would I, he would fit there. I think that's really good. But for like a cheesy kind of Adam West Batman, like that's that, that that's something that's always been interesting to me. Like uh because what's funny, like Kick-Ass, uh, Nick Cage kind of pulled, like, kind of pulled yeah. that idea. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's being like, oh, I'm doing that. I wouldn't put Nick Cage anywhere near this. But <laughs> it's like, I'm, it, yeah. If, I mean, all right, let me. Yeah, you got to think no, about don't, it? Don't hate me on this. All right, no, 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 no. Not you, listeners. Oh, listeners, okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> if Michael Sarah could get it together oh, yeah? and not play, like, the yeah? awkward guy, right. I feel like he'd be an okay Robin. Robin? I, I, I could see him as Robin. I, I think he'd do he that I think Side it, note, isn't he the voice actor for Robin in the Batman Lego movie coming out? I believe he is, yes. Okay. I think he might I think be. He, like, I've, if it's not him, it's like Josh Gatt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, it's if, you, if you get away from that just awkward kind right. of character he usually plays, I right. think he'd be an okay Robin. I think he actually would. If, if he just like took that uh, that Burt Ward like performance and right. just did that, I think he'd be Holy cow, Batman! Like I think you could do yeah. it. Like, yeah. I, I think it'd be all right. You know, but casting Batman. That's casting a Batman lot stuff. harder. I I think I have a Batman. Okay. I think I have a bat. Uh, John Hamm from, uh, from yes, Batman. John Hamm. Yes. I think would be a perfect oh, 1966 version perfect. of Batman. Like he's got that cheesiness. He's got that kind chin. Of thing. Too. He has a big chin. You know, he's it's like goofy. Very well, Robin. Yeah, dude. Yeah, <laughs> old <that's> chum. Solid. <laughs> old chum. So yeah, okay. So we got John Hamm. Uh, Michael Sarah, Michael Sarah, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Who do we got as? Uh, well, let's cast two villains. Okay, okay. we're gonna go with uh, we're going with Joker. Of course, that's the obvious yep. one. So Caesar Romero type Joker. Who mm. would be good for a Caesar Romero style Joker? Like, uh, it, all right. Uh, you know. uh, don't hate me again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Okay. Have you seen yeah. the? Uh, okay. Have you seen the newest trailer for the movie he's in? It's like some spy thing. Yeah. But he's like yeah. lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel he's like, like he... I didn't even recognize him. Right, yeah. So yeah. I feel like he could probably pull off an okay joke. Right. Because like he's got goofy, that... Yeah. yeah. Like, right, And yeah. again, it's like Cesar Romero Joker. He doesn't have to exactly. be intimidating. It's not, it's not it's the just, dark... You know. Ooh, the dynamic dum-dums. Right. Ooh, yeah, that's all he's got to do. You know, it's like, you don't have to be... Thing. And the other villain, because this would be like the good like little sexual tension, yeah. get some Catwoman in there. I want to know Catwoman. Who do you hmm. get for that? Who do you get for old Catwoman? Because uh, my personal Catwoman's Eartha Kit. That's my. Yeah. That's Catwoman to me. 
I know that's uh, not popular, but uh, I'm going to go with that. And I think in that in that regard, I'm going to go with... Uh, oh, what's her name? Oh, what's her freaking name uh, from Star Trek? Uhura from Star Trek. Zoe... Oh, oh what's her oh, name? Oh, she played in Guardians 2. Yeah, she was in Guardians. She's got Gamora. <sighs> oh, man. I can't remember her name. Zoe whatever. Yeah, right. her. Yeah. You know, G- Gamora from yes. <laughs> Guardians. Yeah. That's, yes, that's good. Boom. Yes, for sure. Catwoman. <laughs> it's like, boom, Catwoman. There oh, we go. She nails it, too. She's yeah. got, like, the, like yeah. the, the body, the facial structure. Yeah. Like, and, I feel like that would be and, on par. And as she proved in uh, in uh, Guardians, she has good comedic timing. Exactly. Just like, you're just yeah. like Kevin Bacon. To be great. And she's got, like, kind of, she's got the sex appeal, and, like, she could, like, and she kind of has that Eartha Kit look. Yeah. Like, because I would just kind of go with that, because I just loved Eartha Kit. Yeah, I would be down with that. When I watched old episodes, like, Eartha Kit was my favorite. They would always, you know, you know, uh, the other ones were always cool, but, like, Eartha Kit's my cat woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Please do. Who do you got? Lena Headey. Lena Headey? Okay. If you play her, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, dark, uh, dark hair, short, short cut, Shortcut dark hair. Like the shortcut cat woman, Mm -hmm. Selena Kyle. Yeah, I feel like she could pull that off. That'd be all right. Yeah. That'd be good. I like that. And she's attractive. And she is attractive. They are both attractive, which is, is kind of part of Catwoman anyways. (laughs) That's kind of her deal. So, uh, yeah, that's our, that's our cast. Maybe, maybe a Batgirl. We got a Batgirl in her. Got a Batgirl. Yvonne Craig, uh, purple. Yvonne Craig. Mm. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Maybe Brie Larson. I don't know. Is she funny? Oh, uh, <laughs> well, she she can't be DC now. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah, right. she's she Brie, made Marvel. Yeah. That's right. She's, um, she's Marvel, Captain Marvel. Uh, gosh, what is this chick's name? Yeah, uh, I, I can she, Google it. I can Google it. It'll so be okay. she played in that uh, superhero movie with the guy Dwight from. Oh, oh, oh Ellen Page. Yes, Ellen Page. Yes, from from Super. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. From Super. Yeah, I know exactly. What we're now that she's a little more grown, a little more grown. Yeah, I feel Ellen like Page. she could probably yeah. she could pull that off. I'd be okay with Ellen Page. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Like that. I was cast at her if they were going to redo a new Back to the Future. She should play the part that Marty played. Oh yeah. Not Marty McFly, but like right. she should be in that role. Yeah, that's mine. Mary yeah, McFly. Mary. Yeah, I would say <laughs> just whatever. Like the sequel is, I'd make it a different person. But right. you know, I was like, but make it a sequel. Don't make it a reboot because it's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Reboots are terrible. Don't ever do a reboot. Anyway, but that's it for our episode on the Killing Joke. Stephen, thanks for being on. Dude, thanks for having me. Man. Absolutely, it's good part two. Yes. Uh, go go listen to part one where these guys talk about. Uh, the comic book as is uh, it's super cool um, you know the comic is great right uh, and just in case you want more details we go you know full right. detail full in, in detail. that podcast so yeah. spoilers ahead a lot of talk about Brian Boland and how freaking iconic his yes. work is and that just super cool like I love it when a sh- when a when a comic has like really iconic uh, uh, panels in it, like yes. it just th- that that's really what 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 it boils down to when you can look at a panel or a page and just be like that's that character it's it's that in all star that one perfect. page in all star superman uh the the, the one page in all star superman where he stops a girl from committing suicide oh yeah that's superman that is superman 100% and they left that out of the all star superman freaking adaptation <laughs> the animation and that sucked did you know Fun story. I want to tell you about that. All actually, right. uh, uh, the uh, the guy who did the designs designed her really? for that. Really? He specifically said this needs to be in there. Designed her and everything, and could not get it done. Uh... Made a design for that character. Put he, he made he created Reagan. Made her look exactly how she was. Even like had her like holding the phone yeah. and like dropping the like just was like basically animating it for them. Yeah, and it's like this needs to be in there, and it just got cut. 
And it's just like it's such an iconic too, scene. Too, you know, dark or something. No, it just for... it was just time. It was uh, just like, but it's boo. just like it's such a boo lane because it's like that's like the iconic moment yeah. where he has all this power and he stops for her. It's so good. Ah, but whatever. People never get Superman right. <laughs> that's okay. I, I wait for the moment that they get Superman right. But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, go listen to Bag and Bearded. It's a good podcast. And the first part of this is really great. I talk about the killing joke. And that's it for this episode of the Animation Destination. You can check us out at destinationcomics.com. All of our episodes. You can also check out our written reviews at animationdestination.com, uh, as well as on Facebook, Animation Destination, and at Animation Pod on Twitter. But that's all the time we have for today. We will be back next week on Thursday. Stay tuned. Thank you for listening. D-N-N.